Welcome to the Dharma Spring. What's it like when mind and Buddha are both forgotten? The sun revealed in the hands of an old woman selling fans. Um, We take up these phrases and stories in our tradition, and really there's nothing hidden in them. There's no moral, there's no secret, there's nothing you need to get. There's nothing you can uncrack and find. They're empty, really. But when we meet them, things come up for us individually, and that's where the richness happens, which is about you know, putting aside any idea of what you should do with this and letting, letting you go into the space of, well, what happens when I meet this? So I'll be sharing my experience with this, and I'm not telling you anything about what this means. I'm just saying, this is what happened for me. This is my relationship to this phrase. And we'll see how that mixes with yours as you've met it tonight and bring forth whatever arose to meet you. Um, so this, it was this morning as I was getting close to getting onto I-25 and heading up to my office. Um, that I was checking in with my face <laughs> because I tend to, like most of the time, I'm really like content and kind of uh, at ease, but my face is just kind of, it, it says otherwise. If somebody was to see my face, they might think something's wrong or just I'm pre you know, whatever. So I was like, oh yeah, lately I've been paying attention to my face, <laughs> trying to see, well, can I, can I match what's inside sometimes? And, you know, it'd be nice to, I remember um, when I was in middle school, I was like that too. It's, I guess it's been a long time that that's, my face has hung out with me. <laughs> and my sister, who's older, and, and I was shy, still am shy, and reserved, and kind of introverted to myself, keeping to myself. My sister was a class president and more popular in, the, in that crowd. And so she told me, you don't ever smile. So... Just say hi to people. When you say hi, you automatically smile. And that'll help. And I, I, was probably, I probably went, hi. <laughs> Just to show her it wasn't true. But, so way back then. And I knew then, it was like, oh, I'm happy. Everything's fine. I just, that's not what my face does. So here it was, checking in. Here I was, checking in with that face of mine again. Um, and I was like, oh yeah, smile. And I did that. And when I, when I smiled, it was just this big, ah. And it connected me with experiences, happenings over the last couple of weeks of, of touching into that same kind of thing. And that's when the latter half of this koan showed up. Because I knew I was giving a talk tonight, and that's kind of the fishing out there. What wants to show up tonight? And so that, ah, was there. And I thought, oh, ah, maybe I can talk about that. Ah, how would I talk about that? Ah, ah. What, is there a koan for that? And then the sun revealed in the hands of an old woman selling fans. That was the feeling of the ah. So I say, okay, I can talk about this, I think. So I hung out with that most of the day, was trying to remember what, what was the question that led to that response. I didn't quite, I had some idea, but wasn't quite sure. But it didn't matter until later. 
Well, it didn't matter. I don't know if it matters now. We'll see. <laughs> um, but just that, ah, oh, yeah, ah, oh, where, where I was connecting with that, how it came to meet me, seems uh, important territory, interesting territory, worthwhile territory, maybe. Um, because it turns out, these past, the past week and a half, two weeks, I've been going through quite a lot of hell <laughs> in many, many different ways. <clears throat> They've not been easy. Um, and, you know, I've gotten to the, like, the far edge of it, it feels like, okay, but there's still, ugh, ugh, that's that movement going on. So, you know, I've had my own personal, you know, work-related kind of things with that office that I was heading to. Um, that going on and some frustrations and stress. Uh, a lot of energy to put in there, put into it and some exhaustion related to that mentally, emotionally. So that's been going on. And then Wendy has had a, a full plate of late recently. Then it got even fuller right at the same time. And her plate and my plate aren't two separate plates <laughs> when you live together. So it's our plate got fuller in our own sections of it. So we're both holding that. And then... Um, People I knew, you know, closely and acquaintancely, you know, having difficult times, going through their hard time, right at the same time, affecting me, hurting me, pain, all this going on, and wanting to be able to be supportive to them and doing what I can, but also like, oh, my load, and being in that place. And at the same time, some beautiful things happen for people, right in the midst of all of it. But it's just that, that twist of life that's always happening. And there's those moments, I'm sure you know, where your life just kind of, everything sucks into one area and happens all at once in the short amount of time. I don't know that it's ever happened like this before me, before for me, ever. <laughs> I can remember times of feeling like really frustrated about something, but it was just kind of that one thing dominating the territory that I was frustrated about. This was just a lot at once, and it was relentless, it wouldn't go away. <laughs> when I thought, okay, I've got that settled a bit, it stuck another leg out and stood up and said, oh, wait a minute, you know, whatever. So it was really, it was really difficult. Um, but managing, getting through, and again, exhausted. <sighs> Lots of sighs. And in addition to being able to offer support to others, also being able to lean into others and get support from them, which was helpful too. But so I've been in that kind of territory. And I notice when I'm in that kind of territory, even when I'm not directly in the situation, it's running through my mind. Yeah. I'm perseverating on it or wondering what's the next thing I can do. Like I'm driving down the street thinking about that. So part of me is always working on the next steps and holding it. And when it's a frustrating thing, that frustration stays with me. And I notice in those conditions, under those conditions, the world tends to become a harsh place. But that's just because that's the way I'm seeing it. I'm projecting the world as a harsh place. Like, the world's harsh, and it's, it's fine if everybody's doing what they need to do, but if somebody cuts me off, <laughs> or, you know, something doesn't, you know, something, some little small something becomes a big something, and everybody becomes an asshole, because 
my inner world is perceiving things that way. Maybe this is familiar. I hear you're giggling, so maybe you recognize that. <laughs> so, that's the world I'm walking around. Not in, but as. And I was in the grocery store. And that's when, you know, sitting there, no, standing there, <laughs> pushing my cart and had my list of things to get and kind of I want to get it done. When I, whenever I go shopping, I have my list. I want to do this, that, and get out. I'm not there to linger, <laughs> especially not in these circumstances. But then it was just that, ah, met me there in the grocery store. And that big smile hit me. It's like, ah, you know, I don't know why. <laughs> There's no reason. It's just, there I am. Oh, I get to do this maybe. I don't know. But there in the grocery store. And I just felt this tenderness and openness for no reason. And for no good reason, considering all the shit that's been going on. <laughs> and as I said earlier, I'm kind of shy and reserved. <clears throat> but I felt like connected to people there in the grocery store. Strangers. Um, one who was a bearded and shaven-headed similar to me, almost the same height. And I was, you know, going to get the thing in the aisle where he and his uh, partner were. But then as we got close, I said, it's almost like looking in a mirror. <laughs> he didn't get it. But I didn't get it. <laughs> he just kind of looked like, oh, weirdo. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that was great. And I didn't feel like embarrassed either. Normally I'd be like, oh, that didn't work. I was like, ah, great, that was fun. <laughs> got my thing and got some more things and then going down another aisle there's a gentleman up here if you go to the King Superzan you enter, you may know that cart that I'm about to talk about yeah so he had, I, he's way up there and I hear clunk 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 and I get next to him I said I've had that cart before and he's like yeah I'm going to get carpal tunnel pushing it around and so we had this little conversation yeah and it was great to connect, you know, in the, in the midst of my misery, maybe, I don't know, here's this brightness, the, the sun revealed, the light revealed in the marketplace, literally, you know. I wasn't being sold fans, but I was getting my groceries and others were doing the same. And in the midst of life happening, there it was. And a, a few days later, again, a grocery store experience, different store. And I'm in my, I got my list and... Definitely this time my mind is kind of in a place, I notice. And I'm coming out of an aisle and there's these two women pushing their carts side by side, taking up one half of an aisle. And there's those displays in the middle, so you have this side and that side, and they're taking up the whole side, walking slowly and talking with each other. And I'm like, I've got things to do. And now, that's what my mind says. But then I go, oh, how sweet. To see them using this as an opportunity to connect and catch up. Like something overrode what my mind wanted to dominate about the situation and just was like, ah, that's nice. <laughs> so it was really weird because it's not what would usually happen under these circumstances for me. So another sun revealed in the uh, conversation of two women pushing their carts very slowly and blocking the aisle. Yay. Wonderful. <laughs> um, So very surprising, and that, that tenderness and openness that uh, I felt, just to have it there, not on purpose, 
not trying to generate it, but just there because it's there. Revealed, yeah. And I'm wondering, well, maybe it's because things were so difficult that they were able to get cracked open. So that usual vulnerable, protective kind of stance I might want to take in such situations turned out to be, well, the vulnerability is because it's tender and open. And the tender and op- the tender openness won out. There's nothing to protect there. And it didn't negate all the other stuff. It was still there, still happening. Yeah. And then I found and find still I can look to those difficult moments and the energy, effort, exhaustion resulting from it, and still finding that light there. Not in the same way, but it's also like, ah, this tension, this having to go like this, that's what it is to be alive too. And that shines just as much as the easy stuff. So it was almost like exquisite frustration. (laughs) Exquisite exhaustion. Exquisite, what am I going to do now? (laughs) But just just the same light, yeah, at the core. Comes through in a different flavor and a different color, yeah. Those moments have found me before, but again, I haven't been in these kind of circumstances like this so much, uh, all at once. So I guess I'm grateful to find that (laughs) under extreme circumstances in my subjective opinion that light still comes through it still shines the sun is still revealed regardless yeah and what I appreciate is it's not anything that I'm doing I'm not trying to make it happen because if it was something I was doing then I'd have to figure out well how am I doing this and then how do I protect that how do I get the recipe, make sure I can keep doing, you know, how do I maintain it? Here's nothing to maintain, nothing to hold on to, nothing I needed to do. The only thing that comes to mind is just being fully in it, whatever it is at any moment. Allowed, whatever it allowed, yeah. So this afternoon, when I got home, after picking up my son from school, I looked up this, this koan to see, okay, what was the question that came beforehand? And it wasn't what I was expecting, like I said. It was this thing about, what's it like when mind and Buddha are both forgotten? So my association, which again isn't the association, but my association that first came up was this mind of mine that causes problems, tells stories, Decides what's what and who's who and what's right, what's wrong, and how, you know, all those things. This mind that creates those, that's what mind was for me in this statement. And the Buddha, you, you can't tell by me saying it, but it's a lowercase b, so it doesn't mean the Buddha. It means Buddha as in light, awakening, you know, the thing we're up to here. For me, that came forth as the aspiration, what I want to grow into. What do I, you know, that. It's not a perfect place, not perfection for me, but a settled place, you know. 
Buddha, the place where things are just... That if I'm looking for Buddha, it means I'm trying not to be where I'm at. (laughs) Because that's kind of that Buddha. uh, Buddha (coughs) is somewhere else. It's something to grow into and aspire to, yeah. So the question becomes, what... What's it like when that which I decide, or that which does cause me trouble and hindrance and difficulties, my mind, what is it like when that which causes me trouble trouble, and that which I aspire to are both forgotten? Yeah? So what, what's it like when that I'm trying to get away from and that I'm trying to get to are forgotten? And that's what the experience felt like, you know. In the grocery store, I wasn't trying to be a Buddha. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make things at ease. I was just going through my list. But I also wasn't carrying the day through what had happened before, through with me so much that it was what was there anymore. And it was when that like ah, smile came, it, they, there was no... Again, I wasn't doing anything on purpose, so things weren't held up or released. There was just that. I don't know how to describe it. Um... That non-intentional just, maybe it's something you recognize in your own experience. Out of nowhere something comes, holds you, supports you, shines, yeah. So then my mind and curiosity went to the word forgotten here. What's the sense of forgotten? Um, And I noticed it doesn't say, what's it like when I forget these things? It kind of speaks to that organic happening of they're just forgotten it. They slip away, you know. I forget, not on purpose, to hold up my story. I forget to maintain why I'm frustrated, you know. I forget to hold up identity. I forget whatever it is that mind is. And I forget about maybe there being any other place to be, any other me to be. Again, not on purpose. It's just forgotten. So I'm contradicting by saying I forget, but the forgetting of that happens. Um, I appreciate that, the the forgotten part. They just drop away. Yeah. When they drop away like that and the sun is revealed, the light comes through in the way that it has been doing for me in this time. Not only do I have the forgetting of holding them up, I have the forgetting of needing to keep them away. Or to keep them intact. The Buddha's over here. To keep it intact. There's nothing to do, really. And it creates a bigger space, a wider territory, where, again, it's that engagement. This is it. The twists and turns and the bundles of life all together. And rather than finding myself there in the midst of it, life happening to me, it's more of becoming a wider container and it's life is happening. Yeah with me. I'm a part of it. But I'm not a victim 
of it. It's not coming to get me, nor is it something I have to get out of and get to somewhere else. It's just happening in both of those realms and more than those two realms of mind and Buddha. Ideas of wrong, ideas of right. Ideas of what's lacking, ideas of what's needed. Yeah, just dropping away. It's really a relief not to have to carry that stuff, that forgetting. It's like, ah. So that in the grocery store, in traffic, yeah. Especially traffic, <laughs> for me. And that's where I notice that tenderness and openness still lingering and surprising myself because I'm usually, yeah, my frustration should be saying this about that. Instead, there's just a forgiving grace of, oh yeah, it's happening. And um, I don't know if all this is, again, related to going through such a hard time to help this happen. Because if I do decide that's the case, then I have to seek out really hard times for the rest of my life (laughs) so that this keeps happening. But that can be forgotten, yeah. I can tell no story about why this is happening. Again, not look for the recipe or the reason or what I'm doing or not doing to allow it because it's nothing to do with any of that. It is here, yeah. So I can picture this person that the, in, the, in the image that Dawei brings up, I can be that person. I can see, you know, going into the marketplace. I'm wondering about this old woman selling fans. I don't know if I, you know, in my version, I'm not even there to buy fans. Yeah? I'm in the marketplace looking at things. And maybe just by happenstance, I look at the table where the old woman is selling the fans and I catch her hands and boom, there's the sun revealed in them. That's, I really appreciate that. You know, it's not about seeking out that woman and those fans. It just, just there, meeting this person, meeting me, just because, or no because at all. There it is, yeah. And if it can show up there, well, why not anywhere? Perhaps it comes down to a bit of the capacity to be met. Yeah. Because in this practice, this meditation practice, the mind bit, you know, we get to know very well. You know, I sit here in meditation, I notice, oh, here's all the things my mind does. Oh, that's the stories it tells. Oh, and that's when I believe the stories. <laughs> and that's when I go down that path. Yeah. So that then my mind can be doing what it usually does, as it was in these circumstances, but the believing in it is forgotten. So my mind doesn't have to not do what it does, but my relationship to what it does changes. Those ways of being in that connection to my mind are forgotten and space opens up without having things to leave. Yeah. 
And I can notice when I have those aspirations to be something more than I am. Ideas of what that will look like and how it will be and who I will be. I can notice that when I really invest in that, my life here now becomes tighter and difficult. And something that I don't want to be in because there's there's this better place that I've created and invested myself in. So the forgetting of being invested in that can happen. Yeah. The stories can still happen. They can spin and aspiration, something to draw me on and, and wonder. Hmm, I wonder, I wonder. Rather than being certain. When I invest in it, I'm certain. When I do this, then. Instead I can be like, huh. If I were to be able to levitate, I wonder how that might help my life. <laughs> Rather than, when I levitate, I'll be able, you know, that kind of thing. So I can forget the investment and forget the believing of the stories. Yeah, investment in the stories of either side. Believing in the stories of either side. Allow that they're there and fall in right here, right in the midst of it all. Yeah. And be met by the hands revealing the sun. Thank you for listening. For more about Andrew Palmer and his teachings, please visit bowandroar.com and look for him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.